Hey everyone, this is Anne Landstrom here. If you want to learn the six and seven figure signs to success and hang out with Stacy O'Byrne, that is the master of mastering not only networking and NLP, but also to get you to the next level in your life, personally and business, uh, please, you should be listening to Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacy O'Byrne, my mentor and friend. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Anne Landstrom. Anne is an award-winning master photographer with over 20 years in the photography industry. She has photographed public figures and influencers and has been featured in San Diego magazines, numerous podcasts, and the Huffington Post. Anne specializes in branding, which I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with her about because I know we all could up-level our branding. She also specializes in boudoir and fine art portraits. Her passion and drive are to bring out the best version of each of her clients to elevate their business and also their self-esteem. To show them their inner shine and essence they might have forgotten about or never seen in themselves before through her transformational lenses. Something else that you may not know about Anne is she was voted by the Los Angeles Tribune as one of the top photographers for 2021, which is an amazing honor. She's one of my personal photographers and a dear friend. I am so excited for you to hear our conversation. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. This is gonna be a phenomenal conversation with Anne and really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. And welcome to the show. Hey, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I know your schedule has been kind of crazy. You travel all over the world. You photograph some of the top names in multiple industries. I'm just blessed you took time for uh, myself and our listeners. So I'd really like for them to get to know who Anne is and your journey. So how did you get into photography? 
Well, I'm an immigrant. I, I came to America in 1984 from Sweden. And uh, even as um, a young girl, I was I used to love sitting watching my parents photo albums with all their uh, old pictures and ask questions. My dad was a drummer in his youth and traveled all over Europe uh, playing in a jazz band. And uh, my mom was really into fashion and clothing. So between that and going to my mom's closet and dressing up in her clothes, um, I think I've been doing this since I was five. But my dad used to tell me when I had moved here, you, you you send such a great pictures home all the time. Uh, why don't you go take a photography class? Maybe that would be something that, you know, you can you can do for a living. And I I always been in the arts, and I was taking uh, uh, art classes at the time. So I said, okay, I'll give it a shot, and went and took photography one hundred and one, and never looked back. I just fell in love with it. Wow. So being an immigrant, how easy or how hard was it? to transition into not only the culture, but, but the business philosophy and the business culture? Um, I believe um, being from Sweden, it's a socialist, socialistic um, government there. And it's not a lot of people that think outside the box, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. So having to change your mindset of how to not be like everybody else and how to become an entrepreneur because entrepreneurial is not something that maybe people pursue as much in Sweden rather than working for other people. So that definitely I had to uh, switch my mindset and get help from coaches and mentors to get to that point. Mm -hmm. You've uh, I've known you for, for quite a while and you've really dug deep into growing your business. I mean, I've watched you sacrifice. I've watched you make significant, significant investments in yourself. I've really watched you do this climb. What did it really take to become the top, one of the top photographers for 2021? What did it really take to become a photographer who has photographed big names that you photographed? Well, I take it back to Les Brown's quote, you gotta be hungry, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if you are somebody that uh, I have a, a, a thing sitting on my desk that has, uh, I don't actually, I'm gonna show it. If, I don't know if you're gonna see this on Zoom or not, but this is, I shake it so you can hear it. This is my little uh, penny jar that um, I knew when, when this was full, I had enough gas to get and go out to look for a job when I was down and broke and broken. And this is a reminder that, you know, you can come from this to six figures if you put in the work. When I saw you speak the first time at a networking event, I just knew that I need to coach with this person. I just knew that you were my person for where I was at on my journey then, and I know for a fact that the NLP training that I did definitely helped not only to break through my personal struggles that I had, uh, and but also learning business and how to use NLP both um, as a business method and also as an emotional method to build rapport with my clients. Mm -hmm. So you made a comment, broke and broken. So. I know a little bit about your past and 
And I know that you were in a very abusive marriage and he did everything he could to knock you down, hold you down, keep you down, break you down, right? How did you climb out of that and become who you are today? Because, you know, a lot of people have allowed their past to not only make them, but also define them. And that's something that can be difficult to climb out of. How did you do it? What would you say to people out there that do feel as disempowered as you did at one time? Now, looking back at it, I think when I was in the hole, all you want is somebody to come and give you a hand and rescue you. You don't really know because you're so, you're so in, I was so like, I couldn't believe that this was happening to me. I mean, um, I just want to set the, the, the straight. My husband wasn't um, physically uh, abusive. He was verbally and mentally abusive. Mm -hmm. But eventually he threw me and my six-year-old at the time out of the house and we were homeless. I didn't have a job. And um, I'm a person that didn't even have an unparked, uh, uh, unpaid uh, parking ticket. I mean, I never have anything like major like that happened to me. So it was... Uh, going through a big shock. I mean, I slept in my car, um, which I had blocked out. A lot of that I blocked out in my mind until I kind of came to you and unblocked all this through the NLP breakthroughs and all of that. But uh, it, it came to a point that I was really suicidal. I, uh, uh, it was one, the, the breaking point was the day when I went and, and picked up my son from school and I had covered up so well my homelessness and my situation that most people didn't know unless my were close. I had my suitcases packed in my car because I didn't really know what I was going to sleep the next night sometimes. And um, my son jumps in the in the back seat and he tells me, mommy, uh, let's go home. I'm tired as he pats me on the shoulder. And, and um, then he goes, well, that's right, mommy, we don't have a home. So that was like my like, breaking point like okay i have to nobody's going to come and rescue me and if i commit suicide i he's not gonna have me um he's gonna have to go back to the abuser full time mm -hmm. and um that was just not happening so i just realized that that day uh i had to become a lion rather than an abused alley cat and that's what changed the whole scenario and i started to rescue myself by um, learning about law of attraction, uh, following people that I looked up to, um, you know, like Lisa Nichols and Les Brown and those people that I now have photographed. I mean, talk about law of attraction full circle. I eventually got to photograph these people that more or less saved my life when I was in the hole. So it was just a decision that I'm not going to be the victim. And the best revenge, so to speak, is your success and happiness and karma will take care of everything else. Yeah, that's a very empowering way to look at it. I mean, you, you have put yourself in front of some really big names, Sharon Lecter, Lisa Nichols, Les Brown, Stedman. I mean, you, you've really been behind the camera and capturing the pure essence of some very large icons, right? How did you even manifest that? How did you even 
make that happen? How'd you create it? Mindset. The day I decided that these people are not any different than me, they go to the bathroom, they wake up, they have <laughs> problems with their spouse, they, you know, blah, blah, blah. They have the same issues that, that we all do. And they started at some point. They yeah. wasn't born successful. They weren't born this way. And when I didn't define myself at, when I defined myself as an equal to them and uh, I'm just on the same journey. I'm just a little behind in the back seat or the trunk or whatever, or you know, two cars below, but behind on the, um, that's when things shifted. And um, I, I, um, I went up and I spoke and I talked to them and said, hello. And, and that's how we kind of build that connection. And, and uh, so, and, and plus I'm big on manifesting by vision boards, by, um, saying um writing letters to myself that i post and read every day of what i wanted in my life and what i might want to manifest and also saying uh, go, building goals um quarterly go goals and yearly and 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 the work towards that and and i think the biggest thing is which i think stops a lot of people including myself was that you so wrapped up in the how that that kind of said oh gosh i can't do that mm -hmm. but if you stop thinking about the how and you'll start doing it whatever that is you know baby steps uh big steps and you'll start working towards what you want mm -hmm. i believe that's the, the the big thing you get so wrapped up in your own bs that you tell yourself in your head, and I love your your quote, and I steal it from you all the time. The itty bitty shitty committee <laughs> that sits on your. I mean, that's the best quote I ever heard. I'd say it all the time. People love it. it. It's it's so true. You have that little committee, and sometimes they're screaming at you, and sometimes they're whispering, but it's always there. And you all you just have to learn how to shut them up. Yeah. 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 You know, I. I, I love what you just said, get out of the how and get into the doing it. So many people overanalyze what to do, how to do it, that it, they, they get so lost in that, in that analysis paralysis that they never step into just doing it, right? Yeah. I, I, I loved how you phrased that. Now, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, I can, I can only imagine because I've somewhat been there, you know, um, I never lived in my car. Uh, however, having 16 cents in the bank and a multi-million dollar business embezzled from me, I know what it's like to be destitute. And uh, I was I was blessed to have a home to not be kicked out of. It was basically mine to lose at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So for me at that time success success was really defined by putting food on my table and feeding my kids and keeping a roof over their head yeah you know, today today i define success much much differently uh, i'm curious i'm curious if there's a difference between how you define success back then and then how you define it today well i think number one success is to be safe have peace 
and not being in an abuse or anything like that environment. I mean, that's number one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd rather live in a cave and eat, um, you know, out of a same can for two weeks than being back in the million dollar house and being abused. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's the first thing. Um, and, and you just have to believe uh, that you will get better each day. You just have the, believing as well, I think is a huge thing that um, I, um, I remember when I didn't have money to, to put gas or whatever it was, buying food or paying my next rent. And I said, um, okay, uh, I can sit here and worry about it until I get sick, or I can put it on the worry shelf. And I actually drew a shelf <laughs> on my thing. And I put like everything that I was worried about, I put it on the worry shelf for the universe to worry about because mm -hmm. I, couldn't I couldn't do anything about it other than looking for a job or whatever. And every single time money showed up somehow yeah showed up the universe god whoever you believe in provided and um so, so success to me is what makes you happy and happy is is different uh for different people some people are very wealthy and they're not happy and some people are not wealthy and they're happy so for me happiness is being content um, it's being able to sleep at night, be able to provide for myself and my family. Yep. And, um, and as, as I have, I've gotten more successful, uh, I keep raising the bar. Um, I, it was almost like a game now, like, Ooh, I just did this. Now what's next? <laughs> now what can I do? Yep. yep. I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you were telling me before we started recording that 2021, I'm sorry. 2020 was your best year, right? Yeah. And that was when everyone was shutting down. Pandemic had everybody that stay safe at home orders. And you're a photographer, right? Yeah. You, right. You, you I was like, holy ass, what am I going to do now? <laughs> you can't, you can't put them on Zoom and say, okay, pose and let me take a picture, right? No. So you really had to pivot and pivot hard, right? Mm -hmm. How did you make a year that so many just put to the side? How did you make that your best year ever? Um, well, I had just hired a marketing team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then I, and then on the radio, we are shutting down and I'm like, okay, this is just wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and then I went home and laid on the couch and uh, ate bonbons and watched Netflix for three days and felt sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I, I have to be in front of people and who knows how long this is going to be going on. So Eventually, I got off the couch and I got on the computer and there was a lot of people that have started to do their webinars and things like that. And I, and I started to follow and be involved and started learning. I took a lot of courses. And uh, two months later, um, when I felt it was relatively safe to open again my studio, um, I talked to my makeup because I, I, I don't have a partner. It's all on me. Mm -hmm. I, and. I got no, I got nothing from the government. 
at that time, I got no um, no loans, I got no unemployment, I got nothing, and I had to feed my family, and I was not going back to this, okay, I was not going back living out of this jar again, yeah. so I uh, took all the precautions that I could, and I opened up the studio after two and a half months, and I told, um, at this time, the abs that we had created had been running for two months, and um, I had gotten a fair amount of calls and people had put, I had to re put all their appointments back and back and back because of the restrictions. And then I finally started calling these people back and said, hey, listen, um, we're taking all the precautions that we can. We're, we're doing major sanitizing in between. Um, we're wearing masks, we're, we're doing a distance. I had protected myself and had people sign their COVID release and I took everybody's temperature and people came in wow. and, and um, because people couldn't go anywhere and mm -hmm. particularly women, they couldn't, the only problem I had was they couldn't go get their hair done and their, in their nails. <laughs> so, right. so I said, no worries, Photoshop. We'll take care of your roots and your nails, <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> nice <laughs> so i i had the best year ever because uh, people wanted to feel good and that's what i did i made them feel good we pampered them they uh, and by the photography um they they got that you know feel good um uh, experience plus they got some you know great images on top of that and then i also start making because everybody was online Hmm. And when you were with everybody online looking at a, at a Zoom, you see people sitting with their laundry baskets behind them. Uh, you got a half-naked husband walking by in the background. I mean, children, all this stuff. And people were not being professional. So <clears throat> I created like a virtual background, much like the one that I have on my screen right now on the Zoom call. And people started asking like, where'd you get that? And I said, well, I'm a photographer and I created it and I can do the same for you. What business are you in? Mm -hmm. So I started to create professional back, virtual backgrounds for people for their business. Uh, and uh, I, I was also selling that as a kind of like a backup income. Mm -hmm. And and the, the, I mean, at that time, it was it was not a lot of people doing it. So I said, you really have a billboard behind you. And you can, if you're on a call with 50 people, you can put your business back there. And actually, people can see what you're doing rather than your laundry. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. that. That was an incredible idea, which then leads me to two different conversations. First one is... You know, you went from this award-winning, incredible photographer, which you still are and always will be, to also an expert in branding. You know, you've really, I've watched you up-level so many, so many professionals' brands. So can we take a few moments and talk about the, the essence, the importance of branding to our listeners? Sure. It, it's, and this is something that you taught me too, is like, is how you do one thing, is that how you do everything? And we are, uh, um, we are people that judge by how you look like, mm -hmm. or how you present yourself. 
and not everybody, but a lot of people do. And if you're going to attract your perfect client, you're not going to be doing that sitting um, on a Zoom call with your laundry in the background or um, in your marketing with a selfie that you took in the kitchen or your five-year-old snapped of you. So it's all, and it comes down to now with my uh, potential branding clients, we go through everything. I, we look at their website, we look at their fonts, their colors, we talk about who is your avatar client and how are you going to present yourself to, for them to, to be attracted to your brand. And since we do now meet mostly online or look somebody up online, your website is now your storefront, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That's where people are going to go and look at you. And also Facebook, your Facebook is no longer private. You're always on brand. Yeah. Always. doesn't matter where you are. You're always on brand of how you present yourself in your business. Yeah. So there, there's so much more than just an image or your, your um, it's, it's more or less the telling a story of who you are and what you do through your images and your copywriting and, and all of that. I love that. So so when you, when you sit down with an entrepreneur and you really start focusing on their branding, what, what is it that someone just, who's just starting out really needs to pay attention to? Is it their picture? Is it their, their colors? What, what, what is the most key things that they really need to be aware of? Well, it depends on what type of business they're in. Okay. So I, I say, number one, your social media and your website, mm -hmm. because that's where people are going to go look at you. They're going to look at Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, and, and yes, your personal, like I said, it's not personal. So if you have pictures where you're drunk or halfway naked or anything, you have to delete all of that. Mm -hmm. delete all the stuff that you don't have many comments on and you really got to think about what you're posting and if you want to have a personal a Facebook then make it personal and don't invite other people than your personal friends and family so that that's really what I say to everybody that you really have to present yourself mm -hmm. across all platforms the same way mm -hmm. so the next avenue that I wanted to go down with you, I know that you're a hell of a networker. I know that you built your business off of relationships and networking and, and really getting yourself out there. And I also know in the beginning, you didn't want to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I was an introvert. Um, I hate selling myself mm. like an artist. I couldn't barely take money. It was like, here, take my, here, I give it to you. <laughs> Just want to be you to be happy. I had a hard time owning, uh, owning my work and my worth and also selling myself. And I coached with you for, for a long time um, by taking your programs and also private coaching. And uh, I mean, a lot where you, I mean, the networking is definitely getting out there and getting, building a community and sometimes even though you go and you see the same person at an event five times it might not be until the following year that they're ready to hire you but you they know now you because you talk to them for a year already so yeah. sometimes your perfect client 
might not be there that week, but they might be there next year because you build that relationship. So I get a lot of that from networking. And um, for, for example, the one networking place that I went to a lot and uh, I had set up as a vendor there, so I set up a table and all that. And I realized that uh, they also had speakers uh, at each event that my client, my avatar client was not the people that came there for lunch and listening to the speaker. The speaker was my client. Mm. Yeah. So I realized into the game that, okay, this is actually my, my, my avatar client. That, so most, a lot of my, my clients now are speakers, authors, and coaches. That seems to be and then they refer each other than to see on the social media that, oh, they went there and blah, blah, blah. So I have, now I get clients coming in from, uh, flying in from all over the country to do sessions with me because of th that they've seen each other. Yep, yep, that's phenomenal. You know, I, I think that that market is, is huge for someone like you because the true essence of, that individual needs to be depicted because that is their brand. Mm -hmm. you know, who, who we want people to think we are and who we really are, are two different things. And you really attract, you really pull out in art form who we really are. You really do. You help people see the true essence of us. You are a master at the art. It, it, it's absolutely incredible. Now, I want to talk about the building, the doing the do, right? What was, what was the hardest thing for you in building your business? I think the biggest step was to put my big girl pants on and really like, I can do this and, and getting over the, I, I kept on telling myself, I am not a business person. I'm not a business person. And the more, and I'm like, hey, I gotta stop telling myself that because yeah. I can become a business person and I can learn all this. I mean, everybody wasn't born a business person just because you have talents and different things. It doesn't mean that you can't learn learn something. And uh, so I learned. I mean, I, I I took courses. I studied. I read books. I um and i would say now i i am a business person running a business and uh, it feels good to to feel that you're co in control over that because for a long time i was just hacking it i didn't know what the heck i was doing i was just like okay this is great i made it another month <laughs> 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 so yeah so it's all about learning and um and it's until just uh, fake it to the make to you make it, but learn in the meantime, in the back, when you're faking it, learn so you don't have to fake it. Hmm. You know, that, that that's a really good point. A lot of people show up faking it till we make it. And, and reality is you really need to face it till you make it. And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, get really clear on what it is you don't know that you don't know. Really identify your blind spots. And you can't do that. You have to surround yourself with people who can do that. You know, in group coaching, masterminds, 
in trainings, with individual coaching, really get those blind spots exposed. Because when those blind spots get exposed, then you can face it. And when you can see it, you can learn from it, learn from it, you can fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So many people just show up and go through the motions. They, they fake it till they make it. And that, that never or hardly ever works out because they're, they're always unaware of their blind spots. And, you know, your comment about telling yourself I'm not a business owner is a huge blind spot for people because they're really good at their trade. They're really good in their industry, in their profession. However, that's only one portion. It's really knowing how to leverage, how to monetize, how to you know, beat down the itty bitty shitty committee that, 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 that's always getting in your way, how to run your business by your numbers and run it like a business and not like a hobby. You yeah. know, I, t- I, I tell people all the time, if you run it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. If you run it like a hobby, it's going to cost you like a hobby. Right. Yeah. So what would be your advice for someone who is either just starting out or someone who's really struggling? Well, number one, it takes time. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. It's taken me, um, it's taken me, well, let's see here. 2015 is when I really um, stepped in and and I was broke, really broke. And, And one of my um photography mentors that I was looking up to I saw that she was having a workshop in Los Angeles and um I was like I don't care what it takes I'm going to get there one way or another and I made it happen I can't remember how but I borrowed some someone PayPal a payment plan I mean I don't know but I got there and it completely changed my life and a lot of these trainings that I've done it's been like that I was like I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to do this. And you have to invest in yourself. I think that's the, the biggest thing. You have to invest in yourself and you have to invest with the right coaches. Mm-hmm. So make sure, uh, and not only business, but also the self-development. <clears throat> and then I've had so many, like you mentioned about that. I see souls and essence and people, but it wasn't like that always. It, it, it started to happen when I could love and see myself hmm. because of the self-development that I have done on me. Yeah. Because how do you love other people if you don't love yourself first? Yeah. How do you see other people if you have the itty shitty committee saying all this shit to you that you can't do this and you're, you know. Um, so I, I, I have to say, start on you. Start in your own house first. And then go out and and uh, but one once I had believing in myself and saw that I can do this and believing I can do this and not worry so much about the how that's when things start happening and and uh, then it almost became like a like a game or a Christmas like oh I can do this and that happened or I can and and you realize that. Um, you can do anything. Mm. There is no limits. Yeah. Um, as long as you put your mindset, 
what you want and you work towards that and don't care so much about the how, it will happen. You know, I am beyond grateful that you brought up that self-love piece because so many people focus on the external. Yeah. And they avoid ever focusing on the internal. And reality is, you know, the personal drives the professional so that the professional can serve the personal. Mm -hmm. And so many people look at closing techniques and negotiation techniques and networking training and, and sales scripting and all of the external stuff, right? The marketing, I, I could go on and on. And the one thing that they really fail to observe is where they go, they follow. And they're the common denominator in every activity they participate in. And if you aren't getting the results that you need, the results that you want and the results that you desire, then it's really important to look internal. Yeah. You know, do you trust yourself? Do you believe in yourself? Do you, can you depend on yourself? What's your self-esteem like? What's your self-worth like? So many people cringe at asking for money. And yeah, part of I was it, one of them. Yeah, yeah. And part of that reason is because their self-worth is lacking. So they can't understand how someone else would even pay them. Right? And this could also go back generations. I mean, I grew up with parents that, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, we don't have it. Uh, we can afford that. And that gets, I mean, in your unconscious mind. Yeah. <laughs> that and then, uh, so, I mean, you really got to do some deep work sometimes to reprogram all of that till that it is abundant of money. Anybody can attract money or get money into your life and there's enough money for everybody. And um, yeah, so there's, there's so much to, to all of it. But I think the, the number one thing is with, I don't care what business you're in, is to connect with your client or potential client on the personal level and really like listen and talk to them and and everybody wants to be seen and heard i haven't i haven't got to any client that doesn't like to talk about themselves yeah yeah so like get out of your own way and let them talk about them it's yeah. not about you it's about them and what you can provide for them yeah i tell people all the time we have two ears and one mouth we should really work at using them proportionately. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm curious, Anne, how has failure been instrumental to your success? I wouldn't be where I'm at today if what happened to me didn't happen. I truly believe that. And I've actually, it, it, I cringed when I wrote it, but I actually wrote an email to my ex-husband and said thank you because if it wasn't for all the crap that you put me through I wouldn't be where I'm at today I wouldn't be so passionate about um, especially uh, photographing women that uh, and, and bringing back self-esteem and self-worth in to showing them that you know photogenic I mean who, who decided that who's photogenic and who's not yeah. I mean, that was a, uh, must have been a really uh, messed up individual because we are all unique. We're all one of a kind. So I, I say in, in we're soul genic. Right? I mean, it's, it's, 
And uh, so, yeah, I would I, I strongly believe if you follow your passion and your niche, whatever you love and 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 I mean, even if you take whatever has happened to you in your life and turn that around to how can I serve from my own experiences. Yeah. So how do you or how did you stay motivated going through that up and down journey for so long? You know, because so many entrepreneurs, as a matter of fact, st statistics are 97 percent fail within the first year right and then out of that three percent uh over 85 percent of them don't make it to three to five years mm -hmm. and i i think a big part of it is because so many people quit before they really get started and there's this internal drive this internal motivation how do you stay motivated when you're when when things aren't happening you know you said the biggest the, the most important thing to understand is it takes time you know you really dug in since 2015 and have really seen the benefits of all your efforts you know over the past couple of years yeah how, how did how did you keep digging in through and staying motivated to keep moving forward well, there's only um, there's a reason why there's only a, a smaller percentage of people that become successful because they're willing to do the work. Yeah, you're not going to get there not doing it. You, I mean, I, and I, I know I told you this. I'm like, I'm tired, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember there, five more years. You know, and I'm like, seriously, five more years. And yeah, you have to put in the time. I mean, the 15 hours days is not uncommon. And, and now, you know, I, um, I'm a single mom and I don't have a partner. So um, I have a teenager that really don't want to hang out with me. You know, it's, it, it's, so it's, it's me and my dog and, and I'll, I'll work, but I love what I do. So for me, it's not work. It's people say, what do you do when on your time off? I'm like, I work. <laughs> what do you do for fun? I work. So for me, because I love what I do, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it is, um, it is my passion. So, but it takes work. You ha you have to do it. It doesn't come free. There's no magical dust or fairy, you know, whatever. You have to do the work. Yeah. Whatever industry you're in, you just have to. And Lisa Nichols said um, one thing is like hook, hook your train onto somebody else's caboose or whatever, however she says it. Follow somebody that you admire and get into their uh, and learn everything from them that you can until you, you go to the next person and the next person. Um, I, I read a lot of books. I watched a lot of seminars. I've taken a lot of courses. Yeah. Um, you, you can't just sit there and wait for it to happen. You have to do the work. Yeah, you have to make it happen because yeah. nothing's going to happen that you don't plug in and make happen. Yes. You know, it, it, it's funny because, well, it's really not, but when the secret came out, so many people missed the secret of the secret. Yes. <laughs> and that was taking action. Yeah. 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 You have to have a positive mindset. You yeah. really have to have the law of attraction and you have to still take action. Yeah. People say, hey, 
I've been I've been watching that movie. I've been I've been trying to attract this Lamborghini, and it's not happening. I don't believe in it. It's been a year, and it's still not here. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then your question is, well, what have you done? Yeah, so I've, I've sat there and believed it's possible. Okay, so what action have you taken? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking positively. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Right. You know, one of the parts of the word attraction is action. Yeah. Right? Yes. So. So I'm I'm curious now that you know we're a year and a half into COVID, and getting you to network was like giving you a root canal every day. How how is networking helping you now? Are you still out the well? I know you're not out there. Are you still in the Zoom world, networking and connecting with people? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm de I'm definitely out. and I went to a networking event this this weekend and. Uh, um yeah so but i i'm not as much out there out there at, i mean before when you told me you have to go to i can't remember how many you said and i'm like that's not possible how am i going to do that <laughs> <laughs> i can't yeah. remember yeah you have to do like a breakfast one a lunch and then a happy hour three days a week or something i'm like well when when do i actually do the work if i'm out there like talking to people all the time but it, yes networking and building those relationships is definitely a big part of my success. And like I said, those relationships takes time. And it, it's it's like dating, right? I mean, it, it takes time. And, um, but yeah, even now with, for example, uh, an, an influencer that I met on Zoom last year, Forbes Riley, I took, I started taking one of her pitch classes, $20 and um, ended up taking, I don't know how many courses of hers last year. And now um, uh, she got me a job. Oh, so backtrack. We, in one of her courses, we, and I've been doing a vision board for, for quite a bit of time, but vision boards was one of the things in her one of her classes. And I, on my vision board, I had this beautiful house overlooking the ocean with a pool and it said I put travel over it and then um, she was going to Costa Rica um, at a mastermind there that she was speaking at and I just kind of threw out there in in uh, one of our classes like I would love to go to Costa Rica with you and maybe they need a branding photographer okay if you don't ask if you don't throw things out okay. you'll never get a yes or a no yeah well little did I know she got me to Costa Rica. Wow, that's so awesome. She was there in December last year, and uh, she brought her up to the couple that runs these. Uh, to, uh, and the wife happened to be Swedish. So she contacted me and said, I love what you do. I run this female mastermind. And um, I think the boudoir uh, thing that I do for women um, would be a perfect fit for what I do. So so I was there in, in May, and I'm going back in two weeks to do a second one. Congratulations. That's, yeah. you know, that that's a really key piece of information. How do you ever know if you don't ask? And how can you ever get yeah. if you don't put yourself out there to get it? Because of fear, your fear of rejection, your yeah. fear of how am I going to sound or how am I going to look or whatever. But it, what I've learned on, um, and it's, it took me a long time and I've jumped out of airplanes and 
bungee jumped and does all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff to get over fear. Yeah. Uh, because I thought if I can do that, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Because fear stops us for so many things. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of fear, you don't know. It might be your next great business opportunity, your next uh, you know relationship or friendship or whatever. But if you don't ask or put yourself out there, you will never know. No, that's and if you don't ask and if you don't put yourself out there, you're not only not ever going to know. You're always only going to stay where you're at yeah and you know there's no such thing as no movement if if you're not moving then reality is you're actually regressing because everything in life is still moving forward you know time is moving forward cost of living is always increasing so if you're staying still you're actually moving backwards so just open your mouth and take a step forward Worst that can happen is they say no. And no, no, no is just a learning. How I asked wasn't the way to get the results I want. So how can I ask differently? What can I do differently? How can I show up differently? What can I say differently to get different results? Yeah. Yeah, I love the story where you, where you said that you had, didn't you send a arm in the box? <laughs> Well, I mean, now, now you've probably just scared the shit out of our listeners, but it was a mannequin arm with a bottle of champagne and a note in a box uh, offering a director of procurement. Um, the note said I'd give my right arm just to have a meeting with you. And uh, it was her favorite bottle of champagne. She laughed when she opened the box and called me and said, I've got to meet the person who's this creative. Yeah. And she gave me five minutes. Yeah. And that five minutes ended up turning into a multi-million dollar deal for me. Yeah. So, so yeah. you went the extra mile and you took a risk and, you know. And I sent an arm. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I love that. And that that's when I remember when you tell that story, that's when I I just fell in love with you, Stacey, and your trainings and everything. And I said, I need to train with this woman because she knows her stuff. <clears throat> and uh but it was the same thing when I, uh, with the, for my story with Lisa Nichols, mm-hmm. which had been uh, one of the people that uh, from the secret, I resonated with her. I'd watched uh, when I went through my divorce, I went through that hard time. Uh, and when I finally picked myself up, I, I went back to the basic of the secret and I kept that, it kind of became a Bible. And I, and I kept on watching it and start reading a lot of other law of attraction books, including hers. She has a lot of books out and start following her because she was a single mom. And um, I, th- I thought like, shit, if she can do it, so can I. <clears throat> and then eventually I saw she was speaking a few years later in San Diego at a small venue. And I went there and it was maybe 80 people in the room. And then afterwards I went up to her and I said, I just wanted to say thank you. I know you don't know me, but you saved my life. Yeah. And I, I was standing there holding my, uh, some marketing materials uh, that because I've showed somebody else at this place. And she's like, what do you got there? Let me see. And she opened up this accordion card. She's like, wow, you did this? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I need to do a session with you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on the road for 90 days. But when I get back, please uh, contact my, my assistant and let's some, set something up. Well, it took me nine emails, nine tries to get to her to to book. 
Yep. And then uh, finally got her in. And when she came into the studio, she said, you know what, Anne? Your accordion card has been sitting on my dresser for four months, but I was too afraid to come in and be photographed because I didn't know if I was ready to see myself in that way. So here's the queen of transformation. Yeah. And she still talks about it on stage. Yeah. And, and eventually she invited me to speak on her stage in front of 500 people. I was, oh my God, I was so scared. <laughs> it was like an out-of-body experience. And then there, I think there was another 2,000 people online or something like that. But yeah. talk about the law of attraction full circle. And then yeah. you put yourself out there. Yeah. What happened, right? I mean, that's to me, that's just the ultimate, ultimate law of attraction of how that all put together. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. So Anne, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is, what is selling without selling mean to you? Um, no, nobody wants to be sold to. People yeah. want to buy. Yeah. So you want to you want to um, find out um, what what is the what is the needs of that person mm -hmm. and and. Uh, not sell them that but let them make the decision of what you make your offer irresistible yeah you know do the inner work so that the outer really does come out authentic and congruent yeah and that there's a relationship there and not a pitch yes yeah i love that I love that. So, Anne, welcome to the random round. I believe that success leaves clues. I like to ask questions that extract these clues so that our listeners can say, you know what, I really like that. I'd like to apply that to my life. So uh, let's start with how do you decompress? How do you recharge? I know that, you know, you really dug in and worked uh, almost every day of the week, multiple hours a day, and really burn the candle at both ends and probably the middle having a kid as well, right? Yeah. How, how do you, how, how does Anne just recharge herself? Um, I love gardening. I love hanging out with my dog, uh, taking my dog to the park and playing with her and, and or just going for hikes and walks. Mm -hmm. Um and connecting with nature i mean uh, nature is a big thing for me or and being with my family i have three sons that i love more than anything and um, being with them is really decompressing too yeah. awesome last question of the random round and that is what is your favorite word and why can i cuss no <laughs> <laughs> Can't promise you it'll get published, but sure. <laughs> no, um, my favorite word, actually gratitude. I love that. Why is gratitude your favorite word? Um, because there's so many things in that we can be grateful for. Yeah. And I think once you start to, one thing for me on my journey too, that was, uh, I think, very helpful in, in going from broke to not, you know, successful or working on mindset. I had a gratitude and still do a gratitude journal. So even though I couldn't maybe one day feel something that I was grateful for, it was like, I'm grateful for I saw a hummingbird today or 
you know, just come up with something. And mm -hmm. what it does, it changes your mindset. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, if our listeners want to find you, follow you, reach out to you, where are you at? How, how, how can I get a hold of you or find you or follow you? Well, I'm in San Diego. Um, I have a studio in Carlsbad. You can find me. Um, my website is anphotography.com. That's A-N-N photography.com. I'm also on uh, LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Uh, last, last name is Landstrom. So it's Ann Landstrom and Ann Photography One on Instagram. And uh, yeah, yes, please reach out, set up a phone call, love to connect. Awesome. And thank you so much for having me today, Stacey. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a great experience. No, it's been my pleasure. I have loved watching your journey. I loved watching your success. And I'm glad that you got to share your journey with our listeners and truly appreciate you. Thank you. Your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.